Welcome to the podcast of New Covenant Church in Albuquerque, where we focus on the Bible, faith, and life issues. We hope this podcast will be helpful to you on your faith journey. Now, here's our message. Well, good morning. Did you notice a certain aroma, sort of beautiful bouquet when you walked into the foyer today? The beautiful, just aroma of green chili. As I think about that, I think that's probably what the temple in Jerusalem smelt like back in Jesus' day. The altar of incense probably smelt like green chili. All right. Being a friend can be a blessing. Having a friend can be a blessing, or being a friend and having a friend can be a trial, right? And you have different categories for friends, don't you? You have friends that, as I was talking to my buddy in between services, who want something from you, and then you have friends who want something for you. And you have those people that you want something for them as well. Friendship during a time like this is really important because there is a tendency to be isolated. Would you say yes to that? Yeah. You, you keep hearing, stay home, stay home, stay home. And eventually you just stay home. And then maybe you don't reach out like you should and then persons get overwhelmed and isolated and then they find that they're in trouble. Because there's no one there to lift them out. And we have examples probably in your own family or people that you know close by, the tragedies of such isolation. We've titled this series, Buckle Up. Because we know that the road we're on right now and the road ahead is bumpy, right? You're in the plane, all of a sudden turbulence bags start falling out of the overhead and it's jumping around and you hear the captain come on, please return to your seats and fasten your seatbelts. Buckle up. And so it is a time for us to buckle up. Last week we talked about being buckled together as a community in Christ. But this week I want to talk about being buckled in with somebody who is a friend and a model friend for life. Now that's not always easy to find, to find really good friends. But it's worth it. And oftentimes, not all the time, but sometimes God will bring you someone that's absolutely fantastic who can make a difference in your life. And that's who we're going to look at. Because of loneliness, there's a need for relationship. There's a need by us to not only know someone, but to be known, right? And there's more strength in numbers. That's why God builds his church within the confines of a community of people. Excuse me. A community of people that are centered around Jesus himself. And that's God's design. Proverbs 18, beginning in verse 24, says, The one who has unreliable friends soon comes to ruin. But there is a friend who sticks closer than a brother. 
Before we get into the text today, I just want to say this. I know that it may be hard to find a good friend, but it's worth the pursuit. It's worth the prayer. And it may be hard to be a good friend right now, but it's worth it not only to yourself, but to those that are on the journey with you. Because God works within those relationships. Let's say this affirmation together. Let's say it loud, okay? Because you have mask on, so you're used to sounding like... You remember Charlie Brown's teacher and mother? That's everybody right now. So let's say it together. This is the day that the Lord has made. I will rejoice and be glad in it. I welcome all he has for me today. By his word, he guides me. By his spirit, he strengthens me. By his will, he's transforming me. I am his workmanship, his unique work of art, and may his will be done in me today, and I receive it by faith in Jesus' name. Awesome. Great job. Thank you. As we mentioned, there are acquaintances. There are companions, there's family, there are the super friends, lifelong bonds that have meaning and fulfillment, and they're a part of God's plan for us. One of my favorite authors, Ken Boa, uh, penned this so eloquently. He said, quality friendships are characterized by trust, oneness, mutual respect, honesty, and self-disclosure. There's no need for pretense in a real friendship. You can dare to be yourself. A friend accepts and understands you, and this includes your faults as well as your strengths. Isn't that true? And what I'm going to propose today is that I believe that this type of friendship is rare in a person's lifetime. But usually, for the believer, this type of friendship arises out of God's plan and purpose for our lives. For the believer, there are no convenient consequences, as some would have it, okay? None. But rather, a carefully crafted match made for the long haul. And if you've experienced that, you can agree with that and say amen, that God has those people and God has planned them for your life. You just need to look around and be ready. Father, thank you for our time together. Thank you that we are meeting today. Uh, Thank you for the weather change, the cloudy skies, for the green chili and good friends. Lord, we know that we are in bumpy times. Just the mention of 2020, we no longer think of vision, but the year that we've had. Well, Lord, we're having it with you, and we're buckled into you, with you, and we want to be friends with each other, and to be able to be there for each other and for those who are in need. Lord, we just ask that you fill us with your spirit and teach us today. In Jesus' name, amen. All right, contact leads to connection. 
1 Samuel chapter 18, we begin with the story of David and Jonathan. If you don't know who David and Jonathan are, David would soon be the king of Israel, would be the second. The first was a guy by the name of Saul, and Saul had a son by the name of Jonathan, if you'll remember that. And David and Jonathan met out on the battlefield when David was fighting against the Philistines. In the book of Samuel chapter 17, we, we went over this a few weeks ago. Um, there was, I was going to say it's the story of David and Goliath, but actually that didn't end very well. Not a very good friendship. Uh, one of them, at least Goliath, lost his head over the whole relationship, so really didn't end really that well. But David and Jonathan ended completely different. And here's why. David went out on the battlefield. He was somebody that had been anointed to become king someday. He was also a person who had been called by God. And so God's anointing was upon him. But, but as far as anyone else knew, other than his family and Samuel, his dad, David was just a shepherd boy. And here, Jonathan is the king's son, dressed in full armor, his war tunic, and he sees David, and he stands up, and he sees a guy's heart. He, he became a songwriter, a poet. He became known as the person, the man after God's own heart. He even carried a giant's head around for a while. Can you imagine that? Can you? Never mind. Okay. Now he's being summoned to the king's court. And this is all a part of God's plan. This was God's plan to build a king and to help fortify a kingdom. And these two meet soon after he killed the giant and went and met with the king Saul. Verse 1 of chapter 18. After David had finished talking with Saul, the king... Jonathan became one in spirit with David, and he loved him as himself. From, the day, from that day, Saul kept David with him and did not let him to return to his family, to his home and to his family. This wasn't, he, it wasn't that he imprisoned him. What he did is he said, listen, you need to stay here with me, and you're going to be a part of my army, and you're going to be in my king's court. You're going to be with me. You see, this contact leads to connection. Now, no doubt, Jonathan had seen David appear on the battlefield as a simple shepherd, okay? But he left as a champion of Israel. And he heard him make these loyal statements to Israel and to Israel's God. And he heard these loud, just <coughs> return from Goliath. First Goliath comes out and he says, what are you, am I a dog that you send a little boy and some sticks? And then David turns around and answered, he said, you come to me with the sword and a spear and a battle axe, and I come at you in the name of the God of angel armies, the God of Israel, its troops, whom you curse and mock. This very day, God is going to hand you over to me, and I about to kill you and cut off your head and serve your bodies to the, and the Philistine buddies, to the crows and to the coyotes. Now, I don't know about you, but to me, that sounds like good old-fashioned 
WWF World of Wrestling. Over here, what do you think about this, Goliath? Well, I mean, Goliath the Giant, not Andre the Giant, but, you know, Goliath the Giant. What are they doing sending this dog to me, you know? <laughs> What's going on? And David's like, you know what, pal? You're, you're getting against God and his armies and his people, and I'm going to cut your head off, and I'm going to feed it to the crows and to the dogs and the coyotes. Jonathan... His heart was being knit while this was going on. Because you know what happens? He did it. He did it. What nobody else thought he could do, he did. And Jonathan began to recognize that there was something in this person that he really respected and loved. And he loved him and he was committed to him in his heart. You see, he was personally convinced within himself Jonathan knew that David was God's man. Listen, I believe that our greatest, most influential, powerful friendships will be made in the king's court. Our most powerful, influential relationships will be made in the court of the king. It doesn't mean that if you're an unbeliever and you're a believer that somehow you're separated from becoming friends it doesn't mean that at all. But I believe that God ordains friendships that matter at key moments in a person's life, if not a friendship for a whole person's life. Because there's nothing like having a friend that you know who is loyal to, and we'll talk more about that, but having someone that you can express your deepest spiritual convictions in praying together and trusting the Lord together. There's nothing like that. That is a friend who's closer than a brother. You see, God's plans for his people will be found among his people and in that. And if you're looking for a friend today, look in the right place. Look at God's people and pray that God brings you to someone that your heart is brought together with because when that happens, there is a real powerful synergy that takes place because God <clears throat> designed us to be in these kinds of relationships, period. Question, where are you looking for your friends? Where are you looking for your fulfillment? Where are you looking for companionship? That's a big question, isn't it? You know, I don't know if they have this, but you know, they, it, it was so big for a while. You'd see advertisements of, you know, dating, Christian dating, scripture app, whatever. Meet your fave God's choice for you online. I don't know. I just remember seeing ads thinking, hmm, you know, I wonder if that ever actually works for people. And then I met someone, a couple that goes to our church and they've been married for a long time and have a fantastic relationship. And I would have poo-pooed that from the beginning, but what do I know? But can you imagine looking online and saying, I'm looking for a friend. Listen, if you're going to look for someone, look in the right places. He saw someone, Jonathan saw someone, who he related to by his words and his actions, and he saw God's hand upon him 
and so should we. <coughs> All right, connection leads to covenant. Look at verse 3. Jonathan made a covenant with Dave because he loved him as himself. Jonathan took off the robe he was wearing and he gave it to David, along with his tunic and even his sword, his bow, and his belt. A covenant is an agreement between two. In this case, it was a covenant to be a good friend, to stick together, to be loyal to each other. That was the covenant that was made at that time. But we know that it had probably had more implications than we just read here because he gave him his war tunic, he gave him all of his arms, everything that he had had in battle. Now that was significant because Jonathan was to be the heir after Saul. And instead of being intimidated by David, he was excited by what he saw in him, a real leader in the land of Israel. A real leader, someone who could make a real difference. And he symbolically, with a covenant, made this gesture to him. Remember, King Saul had offered David his clothing, his armor, his battle armor, and David rejected it, but not, Jon not Jonathan's. He took it, and Jonathan offered, realizing that he would probably be the true heir to the throne. It was an uncommon relationship, but it was God's plan, and it was God's plan unfolding. And in, when you're in God's plan, there's a simple acceptance that says, I'm willing to be a part of it gladly. C.S. Lewis observed in his book, The Four Loves, he said that friendship is the best natural of all human loves. Since it's not driven by interest, instinct, necessity, or survival. Rather, in addition, true friendship is the least jealous of all the loves, and it is essentially free from the need to be needed. How true is that? Free from the need to be needed. There are, there are friendships that you make in life, and you, you kind of divide them into different categories, don't you, or do you not? Maybe, well, I do, uh, but just because I believe that some people are better than other people. I'm joking. It's, it's about relationship. If you have a friend, and I'm speaking for guys here, gals, I'll try to speak for you, but I'm not really a gal. Maybe you didn't notice that, but I'm not, I can't speak from experience. I've lived, uh, I had a mom, and I have a wife, and I've had some daughters. Um, but I can speak for me as a guy. If someone wants to be my friend, and I keep getting phone calls. Well, you haven't called me lately. What's up? Or, you know, we haven't been out to lunch in a while. What's up? Or, you know, we don't hang out like we used to. What's up? A guy thinks, oh, no, this person thinks we're dating. <laughs> and I don't really want to do that. 
And, and gals, if I can relate with you at all, you may have a friend that is constantly bringing drama into the picture, right? They've always got some kind of drama and crisis going on, and you never know if you really want to answer the phone. Right? Listen, real friendship is a friendship that enjoys you for being you. The test of friendship for me is having a buddy that I can call, or he can call me, and we haven't talked to each other in six months, and we'll pick up the phone, and we pick up right where we left off. Can any man agree with that? And I don't know what it would be for you gals, but every time that you talk to this person, you just feel relieved that they don't want something from you, but they want something for you, right? That's, and so we all have variations of friendships that are, have varying levels of, of fulfillment for us. But the ones that make the difference, the ones that you look forward to, are those you know who are out for your best. And what it boils down to in the end, like the covenant that was made with David and Jonathan, is loyalty. Loyalty. Loyalty is the big calling card. Loyalty is what makes a long-term friendship. It's one thing for a buddy or a gal to say, I, you know, I got your back. Uh, that's why I stuck a knife in it, because I have your back. <laughs> uh, no. If a person truly says, I have your back, it's comforting to know that they actually do. Because if you're going to really enjoy freedom of relationship, you have to be able to be, feel free to show your flaws and show your strengths your weaknesses and your strengths and feel that that person genuinely likes you for who you are and enjoys being with you for who you are and what you believe and what you stand for. And when you've got that, added in the mix of loyalty that says, hey, you know what? No matter how ugly this gets, I'm with you. No matter how ugly this gets, I'm with you. That kind of friendship is the kind of friendship that can take you through life that everybody needs. Need I point out to you Jesus and his 12 disciples? Jesus and his 12 disciples, they were friends. 1 Samuel chapter 20, verse 42, Jonathan said to David, Go in peace, for we have sworn friendship with each other in the name of the Lord saying the Lord is witness between you and me and between your descendants and my descendants forever then David left and Jonathan went back to the town you see loyalty is the true enduring entrance fee for friendship it's the true entrance fee Friendship. Betrayal is not an option. That's a Judas option. Betrayal, personal benefit is never the issue. It's love for love's sake. Because you've said, I am going to be your friend. And we're going to be friends. And we're going to enjoy this life. 
and we're going to be a blessing to each other, and nothing's going to break that down. It's hard to believe that you can have that kind of friendship through life, but yet people do it all the time. Listen. Being a friend, a true friend, is one of the most precious honors in this life. Then any of you are married, you know the, the, the when, it, when all of the honeymoon is over and everything's said and done, if you did it right, you married your best friend, didn't you? That person who knows you and loves you and is loyal to you and cares for you. That's the bond. And so what do you do? You protect it. You honor it. You praise God for it. You do everything you can to make it continually honorable to each other and enjoyable to each other. Notice he said that this covenant would be for beyond our generations, for your descendants and my descendants. Our friendship would last beyond that. And that's exactly what happened. That's why we can say that when you have a truly good, loyal friend, that friendship can last for over a lifetime. Jonathan and his father were killed in battle. David became the king. And when he reached the throne of the king... He was sitting in the king's court and he asked, is there anybody from Saul's house or from Jonathan's house that I can do well to, that I can be kind to? Oftentimes, they would look for successors, those who would inherit the kingdom or heirs, and they would get rid of them. Instead, David said, is there anybody here that I can do good to? So the, this servant said, Yes, there is a man, verse 4 of 2 Samuel chapter 9, excuse me. He is at the house of Mekir, the son of Amiel in Lodabar. So King David had him brought from Lodabar, from the house, in, uh, the house of Mekir's son of Amiel. And when Mephibosheth... By the way, not that easy to say. It sounds like if you say Mephibosheth, that someone should say, God bless you, right afterward. Mephibosheth, the son of Jonathan, he said that we were told that he was lame in his legs, he couldn't walk. He came to David and he bowed down to pay him honor. David said, Mephibosheth, at your service, he replied, don't Be afraid, David said to him, for I will surely show you kindness for the sake of your father, Jonathan. I will restore to you all the land that belonged to your grandfather, Saul, and you will always eat at my table. That's a friendship that lasts, doesn't it? That is a covenant that makes the long way. When you get into rough territory and bumpy, bumpy landscapes, rough waves, and you have to buckle up, who do you want to be buckled up with? 
you want to be buckled up with that gal or that guy, don't you? And if you don't have that this morning, I just want to tell you that I want to pray for you. That God works that out in your life, that you have that person. Maybe you've lost relationships over this past year, people that you haven't been in contact with, people that you need to call and check up on and see how they're doing. Maybe to someone's family member that you know, to just let them know that you care. Could be God would put those persons on your heart. But also to maintain and continue to develop the friendships that God has given you that are precious and never to take them for granted at all. Jesus and his friends, the disciples, changed the world. When I look at Jesus and I look at the disciples, I think, well, Jesus, you really didn't need these guys for anything because he could do everything better. But he chose to because he loves people and people were meant to enjoy each other. Look at what it says in John 15, verse 15. No longer do I call you servants because servants do not know what his master's business. Instead, I have called you friends for everything that I've learned from my father, I have made known to you. You did not choose me, but I chose you and appointed you that you might bear fruit and that fruit would last. Isn't that amazing? You didn't choose me, I chose you. I wanted you to be a part of my life. And no longer do I call you servants, but I call you friends. And so, if you're feeling really lonely today, you got to know this, is that Jesus is a friend of sinners. Jesus is a friend who's closer than a brother. And he's the most dearest friend you and I could ever have in our lives. And we oftentimes gloss over this because we spend so much of our time in the physical and the material, right? Physical material, physical material. And he comes in to remind us that, no, there's the spiritual that is, has an even greater dynamic. And that's with him. And that's with those who love him. That's with him and that's with those who love him. We love him, we honor him, we spend time with him, and most of all, we need to be loyal to him. We need to be loyal to him. He says some things in scripture that a lot of people don't like. We have a choice. Well, um, um, or we go, that's what he says and I'm with him. I'm not trying to be a jerk about it. It's just I've made a decision that I'll be side with him. I'll side with Jesus. He's been loyal to me. I need to be loyal to him as well. <sighs> Guys, it's not easy going through what we're going through. But it's harder to do it alone. And don't forget the resources and the people that you have around you. From small groups, to people you can talk to on the phone, to the real resources that God has given you. 
One of the things that COVID-19 has taught me, not that I know this said COVID personally, but one of the things I've learned, and I think we're all learning lessons, is that all of our busyness, everything that we thought was so important, now all of a sudden comes into question because we're not able to be as busy and pursue as many things as we were. And all of a sudden, good, solid friends mean so much, don't they? Your family, your health means so much. Reevaluate. Put the emphasis where it belongs. Most friends are very cheap. You don't want the friend that always sends you a friend this friendship bill all the time. I have a, a good friend who has a statement, you can steal it and use it all you want. But he said, hey man, don't bro me if you don't know me. What that means is, hey bro, can you help me out? Hey, don't bro me if you don't know me. You want that person who can always say that. And you want to be that person as well. Listen, Let's reevaluate. Let's find those friends that have been missing. Let's buckle in with the ones that we have. Let's be the type of person that is for the other. For the other, for the other. Because that's the way God designed it, and that's the way he blesses it. Father, thank you for our time together. Thank you, Lord, that, that you have designed us to be in fellowship and community and in relationship with one another, not just you. And that you bless those relationships. Lord, help us to keep that emphasis in our lives, to not isolate, but to communicate, connect. I pray, Lord, that you would use us in each other's lives for the betterment of our friends, our fellow believers, our community around us, those who disagree with us. We ask this, Lord, in Jesus' name. Amen. Would you please stand? This concludes today's message. We thank you so much for listening. We'd love for you to connect with us. You can do that at our website, nccabq.org. From there, you can submit any questions, feedback, and your prayer requests. nccabq.org is also where you can learn more about New Covenant Church. Subscribe to our podcast and newsletters, browse our online message archive, and even tune in and watch the stream of each weekly message. We hope you'll join us. So, until next time... May the Lord bless you and keep you. May God smile on you and gift you. May God look you full in the face and make you prosper. Have a great week.